This is Brian Kaplovitz, and you're listening to the Speaker Match Radio Series, Success Strategies for Speakers from the Pros. This is a live show where we interview top experts in the speaking industry and business to provide emerging speakers with marketing strategies and other business building advice. If you're listening live, you can participate in this call online right now by going to speakermatch.com slash radio. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Brian Kaplovitz, your host, and our guest today is Rhonda Schur. She is a published author, keynote speaker, and business development consultant who specializes in LinkedIn training, profile makeovers, and business networking. Rhonda's mission is to make a positive difference in the success of small business owners, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and those who run nonprofit organizations. Rhonda's clients choose her because they want to fulfill, to fill their businesses and practices with qualified prospects and referrals and eliminate cold calling. We're going to be discussing how you can do that too. Welcome, Rhonda. It is great to have you with us. Thanks, Brian. I'm really happy to be here. Well, uh, we have, as I was telling you right before this call, uh, another very popular topic here, uh, leveraging LinkedIn for speakers. Uh, we're talking about how to take your profile to profit and relationships to revenue. Uh, very, uh, very popular, resonating with a lot of people, and we have a lot of people that are live on the line with us right now. So uh, I am looking forward to learning from you, and I know a lot of other people are also. That's great. You can ask me just about anything except my age or my weight, and I will tell you. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell us a little bit about your uh, your background and how you came to become an expert on LinkedIn. Well, I really started in the corporate world as a paralegal and um, eventually realized that I was meant to be a serial entrepreneur. And when I started to do a lot of networking, what everybody kept asking me is, how do you do this so successfully? And that's what led to me writing my first book, The Two-Minute Networker. And when, from The Two-Minute Networker, what came along was actually LinkedIn. Having been a paralegal, being logical in terms of research and connecting was very natural for me. So I jumped on LinkedIn back in probably 07 when they started. In 2009, I wrote a book about it called The ABCs of LinkedIn, Get LinkedIn or Get Left Out. And ever since then, what I have been doing is using LinkedIn, teaching LinkedIn, and basically just helping other people realize that even though they spend time on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, they invest time in LinkedIn. And what I love doing is actually helping people to use this amazing business platform to create new connections and new business opportunities. It's, it's just been a natural progression for me, and um, I've been doing LinkedIn primarily um, for the last three years, helping people with profiles, doing talks, just about everything related to LinkedIn, because I don't want people to be left out. <laughs> <laughs> so there are, like you, like you mentioned, lots of social networks for people to, uh, to possibly pay attention to. Um, do you think that uh, that speakers should be focused more on LinkedIn than others, or is it just a, uh, a piece of the puzzle that 
might be as big as the other pieces? How, do, how does it fit in? Well, you know, it, it does fit in on a lot of levels, but one of the most important things, Brian, that most people don't realize is that when you are Googled, somebody Googles you, there's a better than 70% chance that your LinkedIn profile is going to show up on the first page of Google. Most times it might even come up, you know, ahead of your website. So it's really important for speakers because that's the first digital footprint that people are seeing. And as a strategy in terms of being visible, credible, and attracting the right opportunities, LinkedIn is where more business-to-business is done. In fact, Forbes did a study, and they found that 64% of all social media traffic to websites comes from LinkedIn. So I think it's something that should not be ignored and can absolutely complement a lot of the other social social media platforms. But LinkedIn is the one place that you can literally put everything in a very orderly way where you can show off your speaker sizzle reel. You can show off uh, your testimonials. You can tell people what the topics are. It's it's kind of like a one-stop shop, and it's a great place because Google loves LinkedIn. So if you have a great profile, you want to be found there. That makes a lot of sense. So it's it's really important that your profile is optimized to uh, – I, I guess to bring the kind of traffic that you that you're looking for to uh, to your business, and uh, you want to make sure that it is resonating like it should with your audience. Uh, there's probably a lot involved in that, and I bet you've got some tips for us. I do, and one of the things that most people don't re- don't realize about LinkedIn is in your headline, which is right below your name, if you don't put what you want there, LinkedIn will actually default to what your first position is. So if your p- first position is a um, – it doesn't really matter what it is, the name of your company, president of, whatever, that's what they'll put there. But you have an opportunity to actually put the words that you want to be found for. So if you happen to be a keynote speaker that specializes in a particular topic, you want to put that right in your headline. You have 120 characters to do that. And here's a really great tip. And LinkedIn probably wouldn't like it if I told it, but I want to share it with the people that are listening you can actually go beyond the characters that LinkedIn gives you in that headline if you modify it on a phone or a tablet. It actually can extend it so you can put as much as you want there. And one of the things that's so important about that headline, Brian, is make sure Uh you put a way for people to contact you. Put your phone number in the headline or put your um, email, your website, whatever you want people to see. That's huge. Oh, wow, that is a great tip, and uh, I, I never thought of that. So is that a bug on the mobile device that uh, people need to act quickly and get it in before they change something, or you think that they uh, – It's been just around leave it for like a while, that? and it's a workaround. And another thing that's really great to put into your headline are the symbols. Um, in addition, if you've ever looked at a LinkedIn profile, and I think I looked at yours – It defaults to just plain blue space, but that's free. That's a free area for you to put a banner. 
So if you can put photos of yourself actually speaking in front of an audience, maybe you could put a way for people to reach you. And here's a great tip on how to get that banner up there, and it costs you absolutely nothing, and that's just using Canva, C-A-N-V-A dot com. Very easy to use, and you can put your banner up there in about 10 minutes, and all of a sudden you go from bland to grand. <laughs> so what is Canva? Canva is just a graphic website that allows you to do banners and all kinds of graphics for free. You can create all kinds of different things, but they just added the LinkedIn banner there. So you don't have to worry about, does it, is it going to fit? Are the sizes right? They give you banners to choose from, and you can even upload your own images into it. Pretty cool, that huh? Is a, that is a great I – mean, so far – it's uh, just a couple minutes. <laughs> You've given me some <laughs> fantastic tips. I am uh, I am definitely encouraged to look at my LinkedIn profile and do some cleaning up and some optimization. Well, I am um, happy to help you with what, that. <laughs> thank you. So, what, what else? Uh, what else do you recommend for optimizing your profile so that it is complete? So, one of the other areas of your profile is your summary. That's the first thing that people see. Microsoft bought LinkedIn back in October of 2016 for 26 point something billion dollars. And when they did that, LinkedIn got somewhat of a facelift. And one of the biggest changes is that instead of being able to see the entire summary, now you're only going to see the first three lines until you click see more to see the rest of it. So in that first three lines of your summary, you want to speak to whoever it is that is your target market, referral partners. So it might be attention, meeting planners, um, organizations that hire speakers, whatever it is that who you are speaking to. And then you put something in there that actually gets their attention. Are you looking for a speaker that's going to captivate your audience and get you raving reviews? Something to that effect, keep reading, because what you want them to do is go down the rest of that summary so they can learn who you are, what you do, the problem you solve. You want to make sure that your contact information is in there. And why that is so important is that unless somebody is connected to you, they can't find a way to reach you because they have to be connected to see that information in most cases. So you want to make sure in that summary you have the website you want people to go to, the email you want them to use, or if you want to use a booking system with an appointment like I do, I have simplybookme.com so that somebody can just go to my calendar and book an appointment, and a phone number. And one of the things that I recommend is if you don't want to put your cell number there, get a free Google phone number. Put that there, and that way you know that anybody that calls you, it's going to be from LinkedIn because that's where you put that Google number. Um, and then lastly, most important, especially in the summary section, you want to put rich text media. What does that mean? That means you want to put a sizzle reel, maybe a two-minute or 90-second sizzle reel, and then you want to put some video or audio video testimonials. Because we all know that what somebody else says about us is a thousand times more powerful than what we say about ourselves. So write it in first person. 
let people have a way to relate to you, a way to connect with you, and also, before they ever decide anything, let them know what other people think about you. Find some raving fans. And as I always say, when I'm doing a talk somewhere and somebody says something really great, you know, they, they say, oh, that was amazing. I take out my iPhone and I say, God, my kids never see anything nice. Would you record that? I would love <laughs> to put that on my LinkedIn profile. And what I say to them is, you know, really it's going to benefit you as well because I want you to say your name and your business. So it will drive people to your website or your profile. And it's as simple as that in your summary. So and really this is uh, – it's kind of like a modern-day Yellow Pages plus, plus, plus. It's a way for people to find you, information about you, like your, your contact information, plus a whole lot more. You bet. Absolutely. And I'll give you another little secret. LinkedIn, yeah. when Microsoft bought them, really became pay-to-play. Most of the time before, you could get away with a free version, but now LinkedIn is really encouraging people to get the paid version. And the biggest advantage of that is when you have the free version, you only can see the first three people that have looked at your profile. With the paid version, you know everybody that has looked at you because sometimes people will look at your profile, but they won't connect with you. So if you know they've looked at you and you're a speaker and you see that there is a meeting organizer or maybe it's a company that you know books speakers and they looked at you but they didn't connect with you, you can go back, look at them. And what I recommend you do is send them a connection request that just says, hey, Brian, I noticed you looked at my profile. I noticed that we share some common connections and mutual interests. It would be great to connect and learn how we can network for mutual benefit. Best regards. And then go one step further. Pick up the phone. And when you call the person, just say, hey, you know, I, I found you on LinkedIn. I noticed you looked at my profile. And here's the magic words. I'm not selling anything. But I'd love to talk to you about, you know, what you do. Since you looked at my profile, I looked at yours. Magic happens when you do that. Another really great tip. Uh, yeah, I see these all the time with uh, people that looked at my profile. I don't do anything with it. <laughs> well, you know, it's um, interesting there... because a lot. that's how I get a lot of business. People look at my profile. They They just look at it, and then I will literally call them and say, I noticed you looked at my profile. It looks like we share a lot in common. How can I serve you? <laughs> and and the conversation just starts to flow. It's amazing. Are you familiar with any tools that automate this process in any way? There are a lot of tools that automate LinkedIn. And one of the things that I will tell you is that LinkedIn does not smile at automation. In fact, it actually violates their rules and regulations. But there are a lot of automation tools out there. And the thing that you need to be careful of with automation is that, number one, you use it in the same way that you would use LinkedIn. So if you're only on LinkedIn 10 minutes a day or maybe 10 minutes a week and you start putting automation in that's using it three hours a day, LinkedIn is going to know. So there are numerous, numerous tools out there, um, and they work. They absolutely work. But you have to know how to use them and use them, you know, with respect because LinkedIn, LinkedIn jail is not a place you want to be. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> but but there, there's a lot of, there are a lot of good automation tools. And um, using them in conjunction with Sales Navigator, which is the highest paid version of LinkedIn, really does work. So, yeah. And I don't really recommend any of them. Um, if anybody is interested in learning about what I use or the ones I recommend, uh, they can feel free to reach out to me, and I'm happy to share that with them. Um, but, again, LinkedIn actually says you can't use automation. Okay. Uh, we already have a question that was submitted by Diane. And by the way, if you're listening live, you can uh, submit questions online through the web interface or if you go to speakermatch.com slash radio, there's a form on this uh, on the page for this particular teleseminar. And if you dial star 2 on your telephone keypad or press the raise hand button through your web interface, that will let me know that you have a question, and so I can bring you in to ask your question live. But Mike says that LinkedIn offers the ability to upload or import your resume, which is kind of like an automated tool. Do you recommend using that? And if so, what are the best strategies for that? If you're looking for a job, absolutely. Um, if you're looking for speaking engagements or you're looking for clients, one of the things that I recommend is being a little bit creative with the experience sections. So here's a little tip that most people don't realize. Under the section experience, if you're a keynote speaker or a trainer, you can actually create an entire experience section and just put testimonials. And literally, you can just cut and paste the testimonials there, and you can put a lot of rich text media, audio and video, into that as well. And that's another amazing tool to be able to use with LinkedIn. But if you're looking for a job, absolutely. And um, that's not my sweet spot. I don't really use LinkedIn to uh, help people with job hunters. But what I can tell you is that there's lots of great shortcuts with LinkedIn. And, yeah, absolutely do it if you're looking for a position. Okay. So I'm not familiar with that. Is that uh, that's not the same as uh, creating a profile by importing no, information? No, you really want to make your profile reflect who you are because the average salary of the people on LinkedIn is about $109,000, and every second somebody new is joining. So it's the one place for you to put everything that you want people to see so that you can be found and when you reach out to people and send a connection request, the only reason they wouldn't accept it is they don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, are there elements that, uh, that you should have in your LinkedIn profile that uh, you want to make sure are there? Yes. So the, one of the first things we talked about was make sure your contact information shows up in your summary and that you do a banner. Also in your experience section, remember in the summary, you only have the first three lines before somebody has to click see more. So even in the experience section, I recommend putting your contact information. Make it really easy for people to find you. And also, what I really recommend is put yourself in the position of the person that would be looking at your profile. What is it that they would want to see? What a lot of people tend to do is they write about their degrees and where they've been seen and what they've done. 
which is fine, but what you really want to do is you want to talk about the experience that others have had with you. Because when we go to a restaurant, we go to a movie, whatever we do, we pretty much live and die by reviews. Same thing is true for the real estate people with Zillow and all of that. So on LinkedIn, you have an opportunity to put 14 pieces of rich text media under every section. That could be a photo. That could be your speaker one sheet. That could be um, audio or video testimonials. Um, it's really a place where somebody could know exactly who you are, what you do, the problem you solve, and why they should hire you if you are a speaker. Is there uh, is there anything else, uh, like anything specific in those uh, sections that you think a speaker should be sure that they have? Great question, Brian. Um, there's a section called Accomplishments, and Accomplishments is really the catch-all because underneath Accomplishments, it says projects. And what you can do there is you can literally list all of the speaking engagements that you've had. So if you've spoken at a lot of places, a great place to put that is under accomplishments. Another little trick that I've done for many of my clients, and um, I've not seen in a lot of profiles, but I bet a lot of the speakers that are on Speaker Match would want to know, is create an experience section called the top 10 reasons, um, and then put your name, gets hired as a keynote speaker. So you're actually telling them the 10 reasons that you get hired, and you're making that into look like one of the job descriptions. Because just like under education, it doesn't say formal education, it just says education, you could put all kinds of courses in there. Maybe you took some speaking classes. Um, you want to look rounded out. Even if your profile is very long like mine is, you know, I know that people don't go to page two and three of Google, and they probably won't read all of the profile, but why not put it there in case they want to know? Make it really simple so that if somebody's interested in learning about you, they go to one place because, like I said earlier, people invest time in LinkedIn. They spend time on Facebook, but they invest time on LinkedIn, and that's where business is done. Got a lot of people that are entering questions through the online form. I'm going to try and go through a couple of those and uh, just the ones that kind of touch on topics that we've already uh, we've already covered a little bit. And if you'd like to kind of jump ahead of the questions that are typed in, dial star two or click the raise hand button so that I can bring you into the call live. Star two or raise your hand. Give that just a second for somebody. Nobody wants to come in live. All right, we'll go right to the written questions. Um, so this was from Tim in Indianapolis. He says that he has connected with people through um, through LinkedIn. Uh, he's provided helpful articles and videos. He's asked for a short five-minute phone call to connect but his response rate has been very low. Do you have any tips for him to improve that? Well, the question that I would ask is, number one, does your pro, is your profile very client-centric? The response that you get on LinkedIn is directly in response to what your profile looks like. So if his profile has a great headshot, and that's one of the things that I see, I laugh all the time when I look at headshots, 
because a lot of them are selfies or they use an avatar. You want a really good headshot, and you want to make sure that when somebody looks at the profile, they're really clear on what it is you do. Um, if he's not getting the kind of response that he's looking for, the question that I would ask is when he sends a connection request to somebody, what does that connection request say? Because a lot of people start out with selling, and it's really all about serving. So is it a personalized connection request? And then when they get a, you know, when somebody accepts your connection request, do you send out a thank you note? So what I would say to Tim is, you know, send a thank you note. Thanks so much for connecting. Um, tell a little bit about what you do. Tell them that you'd like to know more about what they do. And then either put some sort of um, an offer if, if you want to. I'm not a big fan of doing it at that point. What I would recommend that you do is get one of the calendar type systems and put it under your name. So I use Simply Book Me, and it's really amazing to me how many people will actually book a free 30-minute consultation with me right from there. Or the other thing that I would do is I would, you know, just tell Tim, pick up the phone and call these people and say, you know, we're connected on LinkedIn. I'm not selling anything, but I'd just love to get to know you better and see what I could do to be a resource for you. And if everything in his profile is pretty optimized, I think he's going to see different results. Okay. Um, I don't know. You may have covered this, but uh, Wayne from Mill Creek wants to know if you have any programs uh, specifically geared to speakers to help them maximize LinkedIn? I do, actually. Um, and you can go to uh, yourconnectionconsultant.com. There's actually a, um, a free little PDF that I'm giving away called Seven Secrets to a Profitable Profile. Um, and I also have a 30-minute free consultation with me where I'll go on a join screen with you. But I do have a done-for-you program where I will do the profile for you. I have a done-with-you, and I also do coaching. So there's lots of different ways, and what I'll tell you is that just, you know, knowing exactly who you're looking for, optimizing your profile, um, and using the paid version, and that's one of the key things. You really have to use the paid version of LinkedIn to get the kind of results that you're looking for. Um, there's so many ways that speakers can find opportunities using LinkedIn. And what the most important tool, believe it or not, Brian, it's so funny, is actually the phone. <laughs> you know, when I give talks, I joke, and I go, hey, there's this new app. It's called the phone. And you pick it up, and you actually <laughs> dial. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and as a mom of two millennials, right, they, they, they don't even leave voicemails. They just, if they, if they called and they, I see that they called, that's good enough, right? No, it's actually picking up the phone and talking to people. You'd be shocked at how well it works. <laughs> I, I, yeah, the phone and postal mail, people think you're crazy for using it, but both of those things can be very effective in your business. Absolutely. Uh, so you mentioned uh, paid version versus free version, and I want to talk about that in just a second, but Dave from Houston just posted a follow-up question. Um, he wants to know if you have an, any ideal content. Well, I'll read his question. Uh, limited number, we have a limited number of characters available in a LinkedIn invitation. What is the ideal content and tone that a prospective speaker should convey? If he's talking about for an invitation, so if you're inviting somebody to connect, it might be something like, hi, Brian, um, I came across your profile and noticed that we share common connections and some common interests. 
it would be great to connect to learn how we can network for mutual benefit. I look forward to connecting and learning more about you and your business. Best and your name. That's it. Now, here's the key. When they accept the invitation, that's when you send the thank you note. And here's another really, really cool tip. A lot of times people want to get on somebody else's radar. You want to stay top of mind. Well, the skills and endorsement section is the perfect place to do that. So I make a habit every single day of a practice called 10 before 10. Before 10 a.m., I touch 10 people. I reach out. I make phone calls. But one of the things that I do is I will endorse 10 people in three categories. Why do I do that? Because when somebody gets endorsed, they get a notice. Rhonda sure endorsed you. And then they go, well, who's that? And then that will really cause them to possibly take a look at my profile. And because I'm using the paid version, I know they looked at me. So, again, that opens the door to a whole other opportunity. So it's really about never selling, always serving, asking what you can do for somebody first, and getting interested in them. Because if you make it all about you, they don't really care. You mentioned uh, a couple times you've uh, you've talked about the paid version and uh, some of the benefits. Can you talk a little bit more about the value of the paid version of LinkedIn versus the free version? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a premium version, there's Sales Navigator, and then there's other versions that have to do with people that are in the recruiting world. But for purposes of the people that are speakers, authors, coaches, their premium version is, I believe, around $60 a month, or if you pay for it by the year, it's 20% less. And the sales navigator is about $80 a month and 20% less if you pay for it by the year. What that does for you, especially with sales navigator, is it allows you to do very specific searches to find people. Um, and one of the things that I recommend that people look for is the little gold button that you'll see on somebody's profile, like you have on yours and I have on mine. And what that tells you is that somebody is actually a paid member. If they're a paid member, that means they're actually paying attention to LinkedIn. So when you're using Sales Navigator, you can actually create a search that has the geography you're looking for. So, for example, I work with a lot of real estate professionals. And, I, and who has the real estate professionals to refer me? Well, it's the coaches. So I'll put in a certain geographic area. I'll put in the title of real estate coach. Um, you know, I'll put how many years' experience I want. And then you can put in keywords. And keywords are really where people relate. You know, in the old days, we talked about phone and mail. We used to walk in someone's office, look at the walls, and say, wow, you're a Padre fan, or you're a Red Sox fan, or you love Golden Retrievers, because we look at their office. Well, LinkedIn no longer lets you put the section called interests. So if you're a wine taster or you're a long-distance runner, you don't have the opportunity to have that section anymore. However, if in your summary you put a little bit about yourself or maybe you volunteer, anywhere that it comes up, put it in the keyword. So for me, um, I took the courses with Landmark Education, and you know the short version of that story is I love Landmark because I actually remarried my ex-husband out of it through Landmark. So I have Landmark. I know, it's funny. I have a husband and a husband, right? <laughs> Married the same guy twice. 
but I put Landmark Education up there, and you would not believe the number of people that find me because they say, oh, you took Landmark too? And so the first place that we start to find common ground is what we have in common. So whether it's graduating from San Diego State or maybe we volunteered with Big Brothers Big Sisters. So using the paid version allows you to put those keywords in in a very simple way to search. And you can save your searches. You can tag them. On the premium version, you get access to Lynda, L-Y-N-D-A dot com, which is an amazing learning platform that LinkedIn purchased. So you can take courses on just about anything, including how to use Sales Navigator, on lynda.com. Um, and what I suggest is that if you're going to go the route of Sales Navigator, you don't get the benefit of Lynda, but go sign up for it for free for a month. You know, Take advantage of all of it, and if you like it, keep it. If not, go learn how to use Sales Navigator in Lynda because it's got a great course there. And that's going to be one of the best ways to literally go out and search. And then when you go to that profile of somebody that you really think, I want to get back to this person, you'll always find three little dots next to um, the name on the profile, and you can actually save it to a PDF. So if you want to, you can literally not do anything, but you know, save that person and go back to them later, as well as using it within Sales Navigator. Does that make sense? Uh, yes, uh, I, I'm not sure that I understand where to put that information in the, if you have the upgraded version, where do you put those uh, keywords that are searchable? Actually, it says right there, keywords. So it's, it's actually very, very um, user-friendly. One of the, the first box in Sales Navigator when you're in advanced search is keywords. So you can put those keywords there, whatever it is that you happen to be looking for. And um, like I said, it takes a little bit of time to learn it. But once you learn it, it's absolutely a gold mine. It really, truly is. I'm looking on uh, LinkedIn right now. Um, Do you have Sales Navigator? I see. Uh, sorry, no, in the, uh, is it in the profile section that you put your keywords? Sales Navigator, you have to do it within Sales Navigator. So I don't know whether you have Premium Sales or you have Navigator. Sales Navigator. If you have Sales oh, Navigator, okay. it will okay. say right on there. Got it. Okay. Uh, so Sales Navigator, I'm going to have to look for that too. You give me so many things to look for. I'm taking notes, taking very good notes. Didn't Once again, if you'd like to ask homework. a question. Sorry, it's the mom in me. Oh, it's me. great. Uh, good kind of homework. Very good. It's, it's the kind of homework that I'm interested in, so I'll actually do something with it. Um, once again, if you are listening, uh, press the raise your hand key or dial star two to participate live. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are on the line, like I said, and uh, many of you are new to Speaker Match Teleseminar, so that's great. Uh, if you are new here, let me just explain a little bit about how teleseminars work. They are a live call with an expert in a particular industry. In this case, uh, we have Rhonda, who is a LinkedIn expert, uh, who charges a lot for her advice in some cases, I'm sure. And uh, now is an opportunity for you to get some free advice by participating live. Uh, big benefit to, uh, to participating live in a call versus just listening to the replay on iTunes. Um, so I highly recommend that, uh, that you join in live. It looks like we do have a 
caller who is interested in participating live after that big pitch. This is Pauline, I believe. Go ahead, Pauline. Hey, I have a question. Uh, I have been trying I, – I changed my company name about six or seven months ago. I've been trying to change my profile on LinkedIn. I'm having a problem. I'm wondering if that is because I'm on the basic version and not on the paid version. And by the way, I wanted to say that I am a landmark – I have attended a lot of landmark com, uh, conference education. I didn't know that that was still around. <laughs> Well, it is, and I'll tell you, it's a great thing to put on your profile because people that have done Landmark automatically relate to other people. In fact, a lot of people find me just because of that. So, But to answer your question, uh, no, you can change your profile. You just have to know how to go about editing it. Um, and the way that you're going to edit it is on the top you'll see that tiny little picture of you, right? And it says View right. Profile. And when you click View Profile, it will come up with a little pencil. And wherever you see that little pencil, that's what you click on to be able to go and edit your sections. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I'm still having problems doing that. I'll have to try it again. Thank you. You're so welcome. You are so welcome. I'll share a really quick story, Brian, um, that happened to me with LinkedIn. Um, many of your listeners are probably familiar with um, Vistage Worldwide, which is a CEO peer group that has a speaker platform that you can go through, and it's a very in-depth process. And I have done a lot of the profiles for many of the Vistage chairs, and I literally had a Vistage member who was a platinum sponsor of one of their large quarterly events reach out to me and say, we're one of the platinum sponsors. We actually don't want to talk about our topic to the Vistage members. We want to bring in something that's going to be really interesting. We've checked you out, and we'd love to have you come and speak at our event. Now, the power of LinkedIn is that I had connected with some other speakers that I knew had spoken at these events, so I knew what they charged, so I didn't have to ask. And what I was able to do was even say, you know, I would love to be able to stay for the entire day so that I can uh, network with some of the other people. Is, is that possible? And it was the most amazing event. And literally, my profile got me found because I did what I'm sharing with you and everybody on the call to do. So there are so many hidden opportunities for people when you show up dressed for the party. Definitely. Um, looks like Pauline has another question she submitted online. Uh, this is a good one. Uh, everyone speaks of LinkedIn as a professional connection, she said. How do I get business for my training courses using the LinkedIn connections? A couple of years ago, she put up an announcement in all of her groups regarding a two-day training, and she got negative feedback from many people in the group. She says that that's when she realized that it might not be for those purposes because she was uh, she was surprised by that negative feedback. What advice do you have for her? So one of the things that is really important is you have to remember that nobody wants to be sold to. However, if you have relationships with people and you are using one of the automation softwares, what I recommend you do is use the software or do it yourself to invite people to a free webinar where they can learn about your training. You basically are not – it's kind of like going from a first date to saying, do you want to move in? 
you know, you, you want to go through and have a get to know you stage. And then if you have a really good webinar, you can send people to the webinar where at the end of the webinar, the call to action is that they can sign up for your program. Or if it's something that you need to talk to somebody about, you know, they have an opportunity to book a call with you so that you can tell them a little bit more about it. Um, and that's really the best way to do it when you throw spaghetti against the wall and hope it's going to stick and people don't really know you and you don't have a relationship, they're not necessarily going to be ready to take out their wallet and spend money with you in a course. But if you build up by creating the relationship, giving them something free like a webinar where you're sharing all kinds of really good stuff, but if they want everything, then they need to sign up for the course. So it's more taking baby steps as opposed to using groups, unless you happen to be really active in that group, and rules with groups have changed a lot, and they continue to change. So you need to know the ground rules. Um, and the other thing that I would also say is, once again, look at your profile. The analogy that I use many, many times is people are dressed in their running clothes going to a black tie dance. In other words, they are really super qualified. They're amazing. They're great speakers. They're great um, consultants and coaches. But when you look at their profile, you would never know it. There's no testimonials. You don't even know how to pick up the phone. They have their privacy settings set in a way that they're not even um, keeping people on their LinkedIn page. So the first thing I would say is go to somebody else and have them look at your profile and say, based on this, would you be willing to engage with me, have a conversation, be interested in doing business with me? If the answer is no, then do one of two things. Either fix it up or take it down because you don't get that second chance to make a first impression. So kind of along the same lines, uh, how do you decide which connection request to accept? So that's a great question. And you know, LinkedIn um, basically says they don't want you to reach out to strangers. I, I actually do all the time. Um, so how do you decide who to accept? Well, the first thing is, do they have a picture? If they don't have a picture, I basically say don't accept them. The second thing is, um, if they don't have a summary or there's, you know, anything looks kind of, uh, maybe they're from a country that you can't pronounce or you don't have any common connections, I typically will not accept them. Um, I look at, do they send a personal message? You know, does it say, I notice that we share some common connections, or do they just hit connect? Because if you just hit connect, that means one of two things. Basically, you don't know how to do it, or you're lazy. So I really say, take a look at it. And one of the other little tricks that I recommend is, if you're not sure that it's really a real person, Take a picture of the picture, you know, of their headshot, save it into Google Images and put it in Google Images. And if it shows up as a stock photo, you know it's not a real profile. You know, if that little voice says, not sure if this person's real. Um, what I look for is, you know, do we share common connections? Do they have a picture? Um, you know, where are the commonalities? If they're so far off, I basically just hit ignore. You know, the question is, would you let this person into your house or would you ask them to wait on the front steps? If you'd let them in, then accept them. <laughs> okay. That's an that's a interesting, uh, interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, I, I will tell you I get dozens of requests 
uh, really every week I'm, I'm getting requests. Most people say that uh, you know, they have motivational speaking or author or something like that in their uh, in their I guess description under right, you know, in their profile. Sure. So and, when you do you accept them? Do you accept them? I tend to accept people if I uh, if I am familiar with the name, if I've seen them in some way, uh, if I've spoken to them for sure, uh, you know. Um, but uh, if if they have a lot of uh, a lot of connections, uh, I do look a little bit closer at that because it seems like there are some people that are connecting with a lot of the big names in the speaking industry, but not a lot of other people. And so that's, you know, that tells me that they're, uh, they may be using it in a different way. Uh, they mm -hmm. tend to be the people that are trying to sell me something most. Yeah, exactly. Um, so <laughs> I'm a little bit more leery of those when they have all these top names that uh, they say they're connected with. And I haven't heard of them before, you know, it's, it just makes me wonder a little bit, but it's uh, it's tricky. So I'm always interested in some advice on how to determine who to accept or not. But I'll tell you for sure, a personal note makes a big difference. It does. And what you'll find is, especially if you have the app on your phone, which I highly recommend, um, you'll be able to see that there's a connection request if you have it set up that way. And you'll see the beginning of it. So it might be something like typically what I get is, Rhonda, um, I saw you at or, you know, so-and-so referred me. And that, those are always the ones I look at first. And a lot of times what I find is that people have, you know, anywhere from 10 to 200 invitations sitting in their inbox. And what happens a lot when you don't pay attention to that is that there could be opportunities in there that you don't know about. Um, most of us never let our email go past, you know, two days without looking at it, but they let their LinkedIn profiles go to where they have hundreds of invitations. And I know of one person who literally lost out on a huge opportunity because they didn't even look at it, and it was an invitation to contact them to talk about an opportunity to speak. So you never know what's hidden in your inbox. You want to make sure that you spend at least 15 minutes a day reading those invitations and choosing to either accept or ignore. Yeah, and like I said, it's tough. You know, there's not really anything to read through when it's just a, a name and a face with a little description. Um, it, it can make it tough. So if you are looking to connect with me, please put a personal note. It'll make a big difference. <laughs> Let me know where you might know me from or why I should connect with you. Uh, because, like I said, I get a lot of uh, of requests. Um, you've probably seen lots of uh, lots of mistakes that speakers make using LinkedIn. Can you tell us what some of the most common ones are? Sure. One of the most common mistakes that I see are that the speaker makes it all about them. <clears throat> so, what do I mean by that? They tell every place they've ever spoken. They tell every, you know, degree that they have. Everything is all about them. What they don't tell people is what other people have said about them, what other people have thought about the, the work that they have done. Because if somebody is looking to hire you as a speaker or even bring you in as an unpaid speaker where you can sell from the stage, what they want to know is, well, what did other people think about you? 
And that's one of the biggest mistakes that I see. The other is that they don't take advantage of the opportunity to put your rich text media. You can literally put your speaker one sheet there. Um, one of my clients is a very high-end um, you know, speaker and executive coach, and he had so many testimonials that what I did is I literally created a PowerPoint with all of his testimonials. And in the section that that was, I said, click below to read a sample of the many testimonials because when people leave that out, it's huge in terms of what the perception is, it's all about me. The other thing, too, and this is with recommendations, one of the things that I see a lot of people do wrong is they get recommendations, but they never give them. So it's really important to give recommendations to people. And the more that you give, the more that you get. So it's just putting yourself in the shoes of the person that would be looking at your profile and saying, what would you want to see? And that perspective will help you to create a profile that literally will get your phone ringing. Um, the other thing I would tell you, right. too, it's funny, um, there's a category um, with languages, and it, I always crack up because what I see on there is somebody speaks English and Portuguese, but, you know, remember, LinkedIn is people all over the world. They may not know that you speak English, <laughs> so put English down. <laughs> you know, on my profile, I speak English, and I speak LinkedIn. You know, you can actually put a little humor in. I speak, you know, you actually speak um, speaker language. You could even add that in there. So, just you know, you can speaker actually put your language. personality in. Yeah, you speak the language of booking speakers, right? I speak networking. That's right. Um, <laughs> you didn't know you spoke that, did you? <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have put it that way, but sure, I, I speak degrees. Um, Sue from Chicago uh, would love for you to take a look at her LinkedIn profile and uh, review it and give her some recommendations. Uh, how would somebody go about doing that with you, and uh, is, is it a service that you provide? It is, and um, actually you can just go to yourconnectionconsultant.com, and uh, Sue and anybody else that wants to, just go there, fill in your name, fill in your email. You'll get the um, seven secrets to a profitable profile. And then once you get that, you'll get a link to my calendar to book an appointment with me. You can also just connect with me on LinkedIn, send me a personal message. And in that message, basically say, I heard you on Speaker Match Teleseminar and would love your 30-minute consultation, complimentary. And I will go on a join screen with you, and I'll go over your profile with you. So absolutely. We have some more questions from uh, from no name. Uh, let's see. Um, you recommend uh, adding a skill in your headline. Do you recommend promoting yourself as a speaker and adding skills in that headline or first three lines of summary? So your banner is really anything you want it to be. What I recommend is that you make it pretty visual. If you've written a book, put a picture of your book. Uh, if you have a picture of you in front of an audience, do that. In your summary, um, I don't, that's not where you want to put your skills. There's actually a section called skills and endorsements. 
However, you can put in your summary, and remember, you have a limited number of characters, so you can put specialties, and under specialties, that's where you would put the skills. Um, the skills might be keynote speaking, training, um, and then put the topic that you train on. And again, this is all because LinkedIn is very Google-friendly. And you want to, and repeating yourself is actually one of the things that doesn't get penalized on LinkedIn. So you can put those keywords in several places. Um, keynote speaker, you know, on executive coaching or whatever it is that you do. But you want to make sure that you put that in as many places as you possibly can. And then have those skills. And it's 50 skills that you want to have there because you want to have a, the opportunity for people to endorse you when you endorse them. And the goal is, of course, to get 99 in every category because after 99, LinkedIn stops counting. Just like with connections, it's 500 plus. The magic number is 501. Let's see. Um... Can you? Uh, we have a couple questions about expanding past the word limit. Is that just on an iPhone, or is that any mobile device? So the only way you could go past the word limit is in your headline, and it works on a tablet or a um, an iPhone or a Android. It doesn't matter. Um, here's a really cool tip, though. If you're like me and you write a lot because you know that it's really prime real estate and you are limited by space, instead of using the word and, use the ampersand. That saves you two characters because every space is considered a character. So do it in Word. Make sure you save it and um, put what you really think is important. But the only place you can go beyond the character limits that LinkedIn gives you right now is in the headline. And again, tomorrow that could change. You know, you never know with LinkedIn. Okay. And uh, can you talk more about using rich text media in your profile? Yeah. So rich text media is actually videos. It's photos. It's PDFs. So what I recommend that you do, and one of the things that's really important to know, this is one of the changes that happened with LinkedIn, is rich text media, you have 14 pieces of rich text media that you can put under every section. You cannot move them around. It's not a drag and drop. So keep in mind that the last piece of media that you put in there, whether that's a, speak, a sizzle reel, um, maybe it's a testimonial. I do a lot with audio video testimonials. If you go to my profile, which is uh, linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A-L-S-H-E-R, you'll notice that I have a lot of rich text media there, but you can't move them around. So whatever is the last one that you put in, that's the first thing that somebody's going to see. So when you put in your speaker one sheet, your sizzle reel, your testimonials, you want to make sure that the ones that are the most powerful are the first, second, and third, because after that you have to click see more. So there's a number of uh, different mediums you can put. Uh, SlideShare, which is you know using PowerPoint, can be put into there. You can use videos. You can use um, audio, MP4s even, photos, PDFs. Um, it's a great way to use other mediums to show how, um, you know, what you've done. So I highly recommend that people take advantage of that. All right. And it looks like Marsha has a 
question. Go ahead, Marsha. Yes, can you hear me? I can. We do. Okay, great. Thank you. I have two questions, actually. First is on your summary, or excuse me, on your, I guess it's the headline. I'm not really sure of all the jargon. There's some people that use um, special characters to yep. delineate, you know, between a speaker or a keynote. Are those necessary, or can you just use something like maybe the asterisk or the vertical line? And then the second question is, I know that there's a feature that has the green dot if someone is active on their laptop or or desktop versus the one with the round, excuse me, with the white border that uh, lets you know that they're active on mobile. How important are those to stay aware of? So the first question is you asked me about symbols. And yes. I like the link, I like those symbols because they stand out. And you want to make sure that when somebody's looking at your profile, particularly your headline, that it's very easy to read, that it pops. So the symbols are actually um, just a really cool way to separate out those different things that you specialize in. Uh, you could certainly use the asterisks or whatever. It's just a personal preference. It really doesn't make any difference. Um, keep in mind that if you put a space before the symbol and a space after, you've used two characters. And remember, you're limited to a certain number. Um, on your other question, what I pay attention to all the time, and I use it from my mobile phone, is the green dot. And the reason I love that green dot is because it's like Facebook Messenger. It tells me that somebody is actually on LinkedIn, and typically the, I get a response pretty quickly. So it's really a back and forth kind of live um, messenger type of conversation. And one of the best things that I have found when you're doing that is because typically what you're doing is you're trying to get to a point where you can go to the next level. Maybe it's a conversation. So that's why I recommend using a calendar booking system like Calendarly or TimeTrade or Simply Book Me and basically say, you know, it would be great to take this offline and have a short conversation. Here's a link to my calendar. So now you know that, you know, you're not going to keep playing ping pong on the messenger, but you've actually set up something. And it makes your time so much more efficient when you use that. So um, the green dot tells you that person's actually online. And it doesn't necessarily mean they're sitting there paying attention, but there's a better than even chance that they are. Was that helpful? Absolutely. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. All right. Thank you, Marsha. Um, okay. So, Rhonda, before I let you go, we are just about out of time. I can't believe it's gone by so quickly. Um, I want to remind people that they can find more information about you at yourconnectionconsultant.com. And uh, this link for uh, Linda, uh, I'm sorry, for uh, Rhonda and uh, Canva.com and Simply Book Me. And if there's any other links that you think we should have in here, Rhonda, you, uh, you can let us know. Just uh, let Paul know. We'll be sure and put that in the show notes um, because that will be available to anybody at any time. If you're listening to a replay of this, for example, in the car right now and you want these links, you'll find everything in the show notes section of the replay page on our website. Um, Rhonda, before uh, before I do let you go, I'm going to give you one more chance to uh, just kind of close it up with some parting words of wisdom. 
Okay, so my, my parting words of wisdom are, <laughs> I guess what I would say is, you know, take a look at your profile and really make sure that it reflects who you are in a way that you're giving an image to the people that are finding you that tells them who you are, what you do, and why they'd want to connect with you. Um, the other thing that I would say is, you know, get active on LinkedIn. Even just putting a post up a day, not an article, but a post. It could be anything, a quote. And, and remember that you want to like and share what other people have written. That's one of the most powerful things that you can do is, you know, when you get your news feed, like and share what other people have said because then they get to notice who's done that. And lastly, if you, if you don't have the paid version and you're really serious about LinkedIn, get it and pay attention to who is looking at your profile because you never know who that next person is going to be that could introduce you to your next big event, your next big client, or who you could be a resource for. So if you're not LinkedIn, you probably will get left out. And um, the other place that people can find a lot of the stuff that I've done is at linkedindiva.blogspot.com because I do about every two weeks I do a video with all kinds of LinkedIn tips and all of those are on that video blog. Rhonda, thank you so much for spending time with us today. If My you pleasure. listen to other podcasts, oh, if you listen to other podcasts, you're probably used to hearing requests for iTunes reviews, and these reviews are really important to us because they are the fuel that we use to bring on great guests and build our audience. If you valued today's call or any previous interviews that you've listened to, I would really appreciate it if you could take just a few minutes to go onto iTunes, search for Speaker Match, and click the Review tab and let others know what you think. It really means a lot to us, and we would really appreciate it. Until next time, this is Brian Kaplowitz. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to this installment of the Speaker Match radio series, Success Strategies for Speakers from the Pros. Speaker Match is the leading provider of tools and services for emerging professional speakers. You can find more information about Speaker Match at www.speakermatch.com. Our toll-free number, if you prefer to reach us by phone, is 1-866-372-8768. International callers can reach us at area code 512-372-8768. Thank you again for listening, and we wish you the best in your speaking career.